0: that's uh, Metallica Seek and Destroy, as always. Uh, What was that, 1984, 1985, somewhere thereabouts. Uh, The Kill 'Em All album. Welcome to uh, a new world. No doubt this rapidly changing world is August the 18th. My guest today is David Fisher. He is a multiple-time New York Times bestseller. I think 24, 27th. New York Times bestselling uh, books he has written. He has written um, many, many books, well over uh, well over the, uh, the 20 mark, uh, 24 New York Times bestsellers, 80, more than 80 books David has written. So we'll uh, be hosting him today, and what we'll be discussing is uh, his latest work, The Executive Order. And, you know, that brings up a really good, good idea, or not idea, but point, rather, Um, an idea. Um, The executive order, is that used uh, justly? Is it overused? Does it give a sitting president power that the office shouldn't otherwise have? So we'll hear what uh, author David Fisher uh, has to say about that today and about uh, the executive order and get into maybe some of his other work. Last week, if you did not catch Teddy Daniels, if this is your first that you're hearing about Teddy Daniels, I think it's the 8th District in Pennsylvania, a uh, U.S. uh, Senate seat, I believe, is what he's running for. Uh, Teddy Daniels joined me last week. And uh, if my memory serves me correct, uh, two weeks prior to that uh, was Mike Cargill. Now I've got a lot got a lot going on, of course, and you've got a lot going on in your life. Uh, but if you're not familiar with either one of those gentlemen, please do uh, look into. Actually, they they were both last week. Now I'm thinking about it. Uh, uh, Mike Cargill out of California, thirty fifth district, uh, U.S. Uh, uh, Congressional seat, and Teddy Daniels joined me right after uh, Mike did. Uh, Some some of these things. uh, So I had uh, had Teddy scheduled the week before that. Now next week, and they came on last week. So next week, um, Heidi Saint John getting into a lot of politicians. I mean, that's just that's just the way that's that's the way this show uh, how how this show um, discussions of truth. The book is no more lies. Uh, that is really how this show uh, has uh, taken taken course over the past year and a half a lot of politicians now joining the program. Uh, Heidi St. John based out of the third district in Washington she's taking on I believe the incumbent Jamie herrera Butler uh, if I've got that right, pardon me if I don't um, And then after after uh, Heidi will be hosting Tina 40. Uh, Tina Forty was originally scheduled back in July. We've pushed her back, and excited to have her join the show. And we'll be following up, opening up, uh, opening up uh, September with J.P. Lindstraw, and also uh, U.S. Army Ranger uh, Tom Arenta. Uh, excuse me, some of the pronunciation on some of these names—it's uh, my fault. Uh, September eighth, Tom Hartman rejoining the program. This will be, I think, uh, Tom's fourth or f- even fifth. I believe maybe his fifth. but definitely fourth uh, time joining the show. And then we're getting into uh, September, mid-September uh, with uh, Ray Get this for you. Ray McGuinness. We'll be talking about 9/11. Uh, some pretty interesting uh, uh, viewpoints that what he brings to uh, the 9/11 discussion. Um, and of course, uh, he is not the. the th- this is not the first time. This is not the first episode that we have talked about 9/11 here on Discussion of Truth. Uh, this will be the first time Ray is joining us. A, a couple things to to mention. If you Ray, uh, excuse me, um, Dane Wiggington, uh, uh, the uh, weather, weather weather modification. Uh, climate change is what he has been uh, researching now for many years. And uh, if you're not familiar with his work, I urge you to familiarize yourself with his work because, because this is uh, – Ken Caldera joined the show. He's a, uh, he's, he, he works at Stanford. Um, and it has been even, – even though I've tried to get the two of them into one show, uh, at the same time, uh, been unable to do that as of yet. But uh, uh, we know for a fact this is a fact that that NASA is spraying particles into the atmosphere to curb greenhouse, right? And greenhouse gases and, and, and depletion of ozone. Well, what Ray does is he takes it another level. Ray says um, they they knowingly spray these. And metallic particles into the atmosphere and that's drying out our forests uh the trees are getting are dry so that when fires in sight uh it's burning more acres than it should be so geoengineering watch is the name of his show uh he's joined the program a number of times as well i haven't had him on uh, recently i haven't had him on in a, in a couple of years but uh but the other, the other person, if, if, if you're going down the climate change uh, uh, avenue, go down and familiarize yourself with uh, Ilana Freeland. Now, Ilana is a, uh, was a very high-achieving scholastic student as a high school student, I think, um, a la Bill Clinton. Um, she had been invited to the White House, had met JFK. And uh, was was kind of a a standout academic-wise as a high school student. But what she has now dedicated many, many, many years, more than Dane has, is again to uh, to this to this this climate change issue. And two books to mention uh, right now um, that uh, that you should keep an eye on here um, from her is. Uh, I look this up right here and deliver this to you. Um, familiarize yourself with Under an Ionized Sky, From Chemtrails to Space Fence Lockdown. This is Alana Freeland. And in her most current book, and she joined me about, oh, it's probably been seven months uh, for her second time joining the show, Alana, uh, Alana's newest book, Geoengineered Transhumanism. Now that was a interesting discussion, as it as it as it did um, coincide uh, right about the time of having Patrick Wood join the program, and Patrick Wood is uh, is of course a an incredible researcher that um, that has researched and done great work along the side initially with Anthony Sutton, and. Again, if, if you know the work that I personally have done, you'll know that Anthony Sutton, uh, former Hoover Fellow at the War and Peace Institute, Stanford University, um, is where I base basically all of my argument that the United States is in real trouble economically. It, it, doesn't take, um, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't take a lot of research to realize that the United States is in trouble economically. The federal government is in a a 29 30 trillion dollar debt that's been um, that 3 or 4 trillion has been added on just within the past what uh, 18 24 months so so that's trouble that's a, that's a, that's trouble um, but Sutton was getting into it a little bit deeper and saying the passing of the federal reserve act in 1913 um, the federal reserve bank uh, made the whole economic system that the federal, federal government was running on unconstitutional. Whereas the founders and the signers of the Declaration of Founders and uh, the Constitution, uh, the writers of the Constitution, uh, specifically gave Congress the power to coin uh, currency, if you will. Uh, well, that was all taken away under Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson in 1913. You may ask, so you may say, say yourself, well, Ian, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is a $29, $30 trillion debt, trillion-dollar debt. And speaking of uh, uh, debt, you know, Biden, uh, uh, his intentions may be, may be nice, may be good. But, 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 but what he has now done this week is disastrous. 20 years spent in Afghanistan. And, and, and look, I specifically never joined the military. I don't believe in violence. And I didn't join the military because when I was of age, uh, I was in my early 20s. Uh, Bush uh, Jr. was getting into Iraq and Afghanistan. And I said, that's ridiculous. There's no need to – Iraq is for oil and Afghanistan's for opium. That's how I saw it as an early 20-year-old. And now, 20 years later, I see it the same way. And, and, and what a tragedy this is going to turn out to be, in my view. It opens the door for China to move right into Afghanistan. Um, the the, the Chinese will go after the natural resources. Um, and so you won't, you, you, or the past 40 years you'd gone post-World War II, you go Russia and Afghanistan, the U.S. and Afghanistan. And, and and what I'm predicting, what I'm seeing is the Chinese are going to be start moving in. Okay. They're already encroaching on Taiwan now that we don't have a, 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 presence over in that, um that in, the, in the Afghanistan region of course we have a strong presence around um, Asia and uh, the eastern Pacific uh, certainly us meaning the US military but now it's lesser it's it's lessened dramatically right so so China's going to start strong strong arming and I and, and they're already uh, moving troops uh, to uh, to provoke Taiwan what I, what I really see happening is uh, is as I see them moving into Afghanistan to try to to uh, Try to take their turn in Afghanistan. That's that's what I see. Whether that happens or not uh, remains to be seen. But the fact of the matter is, it's a complete mess, and the Taliban is now controlling the entire country. So twenty years of not, twenty years of nothing, and you know, Biden just pulled 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 the troops out. There will be dire consequences. There, there's a, they're just they just well, it was a very foolish move uh, that he made. It was it was very foolish. Um, and um, w- there will be consequences. There, there will be consequences. Now, you know, the, the whole other fact is, would Bush, have, would Trump have done that? Trump likely would have never done that, not at that reckless rate. Um, and it, so then the, the argument is, was that election even valid? Well, you know, Arizona, Pennsylvania, it sure as heck sounds like there's a strong argument that suggests that no, that election was not valid. And that the banking streets, so this is where you get back to Anthony Sutton, that the banking streets that manipulate the political uh, the, the political opposition, both sides of the spectrum. That's why there's radicalism on both sides. And there's, there's it, it's just, it's just why it, it, it's, the United States is in a mess. Okay. It comes back, to, you follow the money. The, the old uh, attitude, adage, follow the money, folks, follow the money. So then what are the, who are the banking strings above Biden that made him pull his troops out? Okay, was it just Pelosi and Harris and their free, you know, their flower power California lifestyle and culture that they live over there? Well, uh, possibly, but I think not. I think this sets the stage for Klaus Schwab, the Great Reset. This has, somehow this maneuvers profiteering, pharmaceutical profits. Uh, again, it's all based on opium. Pfizer. You look at Pfizer now. Pfizer's Pfizer's literally offering. Military bases. They want military bases in Central America. I posted on my—I Inst- believe I posted it on my Instagram. They want military bases in exchange for vaccines. I mean, this has gone too far. This has gone completely and totally too far. Mandates on vaccines, mandates on masks. It's happening in various parts around the world. This is not not the way uh, uh, people should be living their life with these types of mandates. This is a violation of the Nuremberg Code. Uh, at the very, very least, okay? There should be no no mandates on this. And if, with a virus with a 99% survival rate, it, this has gotten way way too out of hand. I mean, you got the CDC now getting involved with people's rent payments and mortgages. The CDC, the Center for Disease Control, now is an authority on people's mortgages and rent payments. Where has America lost its way, folks? Wake up. If you're listening to this, please wake up. OK, do something. Go down to your town hall meeting, go to your go to your city hall, go to your state legislature, write to your governor. It, it, America is being dismantled. Your rights are being taken from you. Period. OK, and, and the world needs America right now. The world needs America. The, the world needs America to stand up and say, hey, wait a second. No, this is too much. And you need to write to your your president. If you voted for him, if you didn't vote for him, write to the man that's sitting in the Oval Office that that's the, that your taxpayers are funding. Okay, he was reckless to pull out out of Afghanistan like that. Completely reckless, completely and totally reckless. Anyway, okay. Uh, before uh, before we bring on David here, uh, I want to mention uh, Tom Hartman's book. Again, he's be joining. He'll be joining me here on the eighth the hidden history it's it's his it's his uh, collection is his series called the hidden history the hidden history of american healthcare why sickness bankrupts you and makes others insanely rich oh thank you tom you know thank you tom and and frankly i don't i don't i don't, I don't know what side of the political aisle he's it's on and and and, and i don't I, I i'm a constitutionalist is really what i am i'm a constitutionalist i believe in the us constitution and the freedoms that 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 offers for people and i I believe in defending that. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't know what Tom is, uh, if he is anything. But, I mean, Ed Asner, if you know who Ed Asner is. Ed Asner made a quote. Ed Asner quote. I would gladly follow Tom Harmon into hell, he says. I'd be unafraid because with Tom there, I'd know the devil's minions couldn't touch me. Okay. So he's a bulldog of a researcher in a sense. And that's what um, Gerald Posner, So I believe it was the Chicago Tribune, uh, said that about Gerald Posner. And Gerald Posner, of course, is a former guest of mine. Um, so anyway, so, um, the hidden history of the American healthcare system, uh, and then Google leaks, I'm pitching this again, Zach Voorhees, Google leaks, uh, get the book Zach Voorhees is an American hero, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And you know what? I was, I was, I was in Doral. I was in Miami when Donald Trump called Zach an American hero because he turned around, he turned, turn, turned 180 degrees with Tiffany to his side and pointed on me and he called me a prize fighter. Right, so I bought the domain America, America, America's Prize Fizer. America's Prize, visor, prize fighter. I think he said that because of my physical appearance. But I think it also had something to do with the fact that I, I was the one that got Zach into this position. And this is all explained in Chapter 13. And Zach did a really good job uh, of doing that Chapter 13 of Google Leaks that he has co-written with Kent Heckin-Lively. Um, so anyway, Google Leaks, a whistleblower's expose of big tech censorship. Wow. A lot to do. I mean if you're if you're an American you believe in uh, you know, some, some some people live here and they don't like the country. Uh, they're they're playing they're making millions of dollars for throwing balls around, uh, be it a football or baseball or whatever. And you know, they take a knee. They knee. They don't want to honor the anthem. They don't want to honor the flag. It doesn't make any sense to me. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but uh, but anyway, so yeah, we we are, <laughs> we are divided, aren't we? Uh, that that keeps things exciting. That keeps things, um, that keeps, that keeps things exciting. It keeps, keeps the country, uh, lively, right? And, 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 it creates a lot of great contact, uh, excuse me, con, uh, content for, uh, for, for people to write about and for people like me to talk about. Um, okie dokie. So David Fisher bringing him on right now. And, uh. Uh, again, um, his most current book, uh, The Executive Order. David Fisher, ladies and gentlemen. David Fisher. This is Discussion to Truth. And I'm Ian Hamilton Trottier. This is David Fisher. Just leave a message and I'll call you back. The okay. Mailbox is Okay. Well, down. you know what? We'll, we'll give him a minute here and um, call him back. Uh, so we got his, uh, we got his, 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 uh, his, his uh, voice recording, um, August 18th, that is today confirmed. Uh, and it is, uh, 521 Eastern time. Uh, give him a minute. And we'll, we'll give him a quick call back. Look, so, so what we have, you know, let me, let me just go through this real quick for you. Let me just, let me just go through this very, very quickly. Some of these some of these, uh, th- th- this headline, okay. We just go to Fox news. All right. And, 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 look, look, I think, I think both, both sides of the political aisle and, 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 and how is it, how is it that you're supposed to have free press? The U.S. constitution says freedom of press, but but we, we turn on like Fox news, we go to CNN and we get such disparaging views, like folks just give us the facts, you know, let us do the opinion pieces. Right. Let us make the opinion. Let us voice our opinion. Let us sit around our family tables at night, uh, our dinner tables, and let us have the opinion. Yeah. You, news. News media. Corporations. Right. Newspapers. Magazines. Well, magazines is something different. But uh, but a news source that's supposed to report report on the news. Give us the facts. Tell us what happened. Don't give us your darn opinions. But it, but that's not the way it is. So have we allowed this to happen? Have we, America? We have allowed Fox News. We've allowed MSNBC, Rachel Maddow. We have allowed these people to give us their opinions, which totally cater to the super PACs that fund them, right? The, the big corporations, the big dollars that fund them. All right. So then we have this. This really, it's a tragic divide in this news reporting. Right? Let's just say. Okay, so the first I'm looking at Fox News right here. He's a capability crisis. Defense officials make a jarring admission about power to save Americans tapped in Afghanistan. Okay, that's one thing. But here's this is what catches my eye. This is what catches my eye. Now yeah, keep in mind that the man sitting in the Oval Office, I'm the president of the United States of America, the most successful country and government ever to be assembled on the planet. Period. Okay, and if you and if you think that's you think otherwise, uh, I'll argue with you. But you, I'm I'm not the I'm not the the voice you should be listening to because the United States of America is the most successful form of government and country that the that the human species anyway has ever seen. Period. Okay, that's that's my view. All right, that's my view. All right. So so going with that, then you have an elected president. Yeah, the president that's basically presiding over. The federal government, okay? And then the government is, again, reported, look at it, the how I see it. Look at things on how I see it. The federal government, it's it's financed by bank, folks. It's not financed by your tax dollars. Hmm, what a concept. And if you're unfamiliar like, with this concept, again, look at Anthony Sutton. Familiarize yourself with who this person is. The federal government is ran by a bank. It's called the Federal Reserve. Yes, I know, they disguise themselves and they say, well, we just regulate uh, We just regulate monetary policy for the United States, right? Well, hmm. we flip the switch and we decide when you get more paper, fiat, currency printed. The Federal Reserve has that authority, not Congress. The U.S. Constitution clearly states Article 1, Section 8... Okay. So the federal government, in a massive debt in itself, does have a president that really reports to a bank, a banking system. When, you, when it really comes down to it, that, this is what's happening. Okay, So is he representing you, the people, or is he representing the bank that's printing the people's money? Well, he's representing the bank that's printing the people's money because they... Print it. The bank when they want, and they set all the regulations for it being printed, and your inflation and your exchange rates, or not exchange rates, but your, uh, uh, I I can't think of the term right now. Uh, But they're basically setting the value of. That dollar, okay, and it's all. It's all part of a massive conglomeration of central banks in Basel, Switzerland. Familiarize, familiarize yourself with this. Even China and Russia, they all, they all, their, 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 their economic systems go right back to Basel, Switzerland. Right? The Chinese don't have their own independent economy. It's all based off of Basel, Switzerland. So that's why. That's why this guy, uh, Charles, uh, not Charles, um, Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab. It is all so important right now, and that's why Bill Gates, right, Mister Mister Engineer, Mister Multi Billionaire, why he's so concerned about your healthcare. Oh yeah, really, 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 he's really concerned about your health. They called David back in a minute, but let me let me just get to this. Let me just get to this uh, this, this, this 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 catchphrase here. Okay, yeah, this is Fox News. This catchphrase here. Just, it says, this 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 is what this is what really sticks out in my mind. Okay, this is this just appalls me. Now, whether this is a quote or whether it's written, but this is this is this is what it says. This is Biden hopes H O P E S. Biden hopes like oh dear God, I hope that it will rain today, or dear God, I hope you will protect me on my walk to the grocery store. Oh dear God, right? Biden hopes like hope. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying it. people shouldn't have hope, right? We should all hope for world peace. Okay. But Biden, the most the voice of the free world, the most powerful man in the world, because he's basically uh, he he basically uh, uh, heads the military. He's the commander in chief. He commands the most massive military on the planet. Period. And he hopes the Taliban gives America Americans safe passage. He hopes, Mr. Joe Biden. Okay, the second Catholic to ever sit in the Oval Office as a U.S. president outside of JFK. I'm not saying that Biden's going to be assassinated. I'm I'm not saying that. I'm not not implying that. I'm not hoping it. I'm just just making an observation that he is, to the best of my knowledge, the second Catholic, right? Because for the longest time, America didn't have a Catholic. There's a good reason for that. There's a good reason for that. They're typically all Protestant. There's a good reason for that. There's a good reason for that. Hmm. Yeah. Follow the money. I'll get into that in a minute here. Let me give David another try. But Biden hopes, it says. He hopes. Oh, dear God. I hope the Taliban will be, will be, will be, will give give Americans safe passage. I, I hope. I really hope. God, I hope the Taliban, I hope. Th- no, Joe, they want to slit your freaking throat, man. Seriously. I mean, this is, this is the guy we have sitting... I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he is. He seems really nice. He speaks well. He's got great suits. But come on, dude. I mean, this is the real world. No, these people will kill you if they can. These people want to kill Americans. They do not like America. This isn't time to hope. Okay? This isn't time to just hand over helicopters... And hand over machine guns... And hand over a bunch of bullets... Okay, to the Taliban, to people that want to kill you. This isn't the right move to be making. You really screwed up, Joe. This isn't time to hope. This isn't time to go to Camp David, invite Kamala Harris over for a cup of wine or a glass of wine or whatever you're doing at Camp David. This isn't time to sit back, buddy. This is time to pull your big pants up and be the big dog on the block like you are. Because if you're not the big dar, you don't bring the big stick and you don't bring the big bark, somebody else will take you down. And that's what, for instance, the Taliban has every intention of doing. So this isn't the time to hope, Joe. This is not the time to hope. I know you're Catholic. And I know you put your faith in your God and your religion and your church and whatever it may be. And I know you think really good things about America. And I know you want her constitution to be strong, and you want all Americans to be good people. And I know you want to you want to deliver them free health care. Probably you and Bernie and Mitt Romney and whoever else Obama, well, you know, these are good intentions, Joe. These are all good intentions, and I'm sure you'd even let the Taliban move into California, right? Because they could hey they could do daily walks across the Golden Gate Bridge. They right they could they could they could walk through the gardens and enjoy the sourdough bread of San Francisco. They could. They can really enjoy Santa Monica. The Taliban could, couldn't they, Joe? Right? Yeah, you can even give them driver's licenses, Joe. You can let them sleep at uh, the governor's mansion with um, Gavin Newsom, right, Joe? Yeah, this is this is time to be real sweet, just like you're you're being real nice and sweet with all those folks in Texas that are crossing that border from Mexico, wherever they're coming from. What, a hundred thousand people a month? I mean, come on, seriously. Seriously, Democrat, Republican—I don't care what you are. I know he's a Democrat, but this isn't this isn't time to like. This isn't time to act like you're in Disneyland. This isn't time to, you know, ride the, the teacups here, Joe. You're talking about the most pat- massive military on the planet, the most successful, wonderful country because of its constitution. Ever assembled, ever, ever, ever. By man this isn't time to hope you know you what what you remind me of Joe and let's give David another call what you remind me of is a real spoiled kid a guy you know a, a girl a guy a guy that's just gets money handed to him go go and do and, and, and you know prep schools and here's a new car oh you wrapped it around a tree you crashed it let me get you another car you have you have like no idea the value of a dollar. That's what this. That's what you remind me of, Joe. No idea what it takes to shovel a ditch, to build a fence, right? Because you don't need a fence. You don't need to lock your doors at night, right, Joe? You don't need to do that. You you don't need a wall. You don't need a boundary, right? Because the whole world is your is is the whole world is is your is your is your playground. Everybody loves you. Everybody loves you, right, Joe? You're in for a you're in for a wake up call here, pal, because you you you've done some really damaging things here this week with Afghanistan. So anyway, so let's let's get uh, get back to it and give um, give David Fisher another ring, see if he uh, see if he answers here. David Fisher, New York Times bestselling author. Uh, author, author over eighty books, right? Or uh, author of over eighty books. Again, his professional career is a staff writer for late comedian Joan Rivers. This is discussion of truth. I mean, Trudy. This is David Fisher. Just leave a message. and I'll... Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, I think, uh, I think that's going to probably it, be it with David Fisher. Hey, maybe reschedule him, maybe not, maybe try him back and give it a few moments here. Maybe try him back, but uh, clearly, clearly unavailable at the moment. Uh, yeah, we'll bring him back on, bring him back on the show. If I have to I'll bring him back on the show, not a big deal. Uh, every once in a while, it happens. Uh, again, next week, and if and, and last week, last week, uh, Mike Cargill, okay, real strong American conservative uh, constitutionalist, and I tend to be quite liberal. I mean, uh, I, I really, I I, re- I really, really am. But um, uh, I I think it's I think it's wonderful. The the United States is 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 a melting pot for cultures, religions. It's beautiful, right? All these different. I, I mean, I am very very liberal. For the most part, um, but what's happened is that the, the 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 tone of this show has taken has has taken a turn in the sense of you know with 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 Soros funding Antifa does he fund Antifa and BLM? You know I don't I don't I don't do a whole lot of the background research on that, but 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 certainly I know he is funding Antifa. He's he's fun, yeah, he funded something just. Insane. Let me just re- let me just let me just read this to you. This is this is this is crazy. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll read this to you. Um, what he's what he's funded here. Um, he has. Get back to this here. Uh, let's see if it's here. No. Okay. Uh, you know I can't find it at the moment. But but he's you know he he's funding and Bill Gates, anyway. So, um, yeah, he's got, he's got. Uh, well, he's got Antifa. He's throwing money at Antifa. I, I, I know he's throwing money at BLM. Um, and these are, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, for the first kind of week, I was like, yeah, Black Lives Matter. I mean, one of my one of my best friends from from early on, from like third grade. Okay, he's he's, he's, he's a black guy. Um, I, I grew up with with black Asians. Okay, I'm I I, 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 I take no sides. I, I take no sides. I'm very proud to be who I am. All right. I happen to be a white Caucasian male. That's that's what I am. That's who I am. I'm very proud to be that. I, yeah. It's it's. I'm not Hispanic. Okay. I'm not. Uh, I was married to a to a Hispanic woman. Okay. And uh, I've dated quite a few. But but I'm not. I'm not Hispanic. I am a white male. Okay. I'm not. I'm not black. Uh, I am who I am. And I'm very proud of that. Just just as anybody else, just as the Hispanic person is very proud of their of being Hispanic, or or uh, or or, or a Japanese person is very, or a Korean person, right? You, you, you tell you, you, if you call if you call a Korean person, you make a mistake and you say, "Oh, you know, you're 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 one of those Chinese." You know, they they would probably be offended, right? They'd probably get a take offense because there's a big difference between Korea and China. There's a big difference between um, uh, Japan and China. Right. Uh, well, there's on the same note. There's a big difference between Ireland and Scotland. There's a big difference between uh, France and in uh, and Germany. Okay, and people take offense. They they're proud of where they come from. Okay, I'm, I'm a white American man. I'm proud of that. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But um, you know, but 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 when it gets to when it gets to openly calling for the downfall of America as a country and wanting to implement communism uh, a la Fidel Castro in Cuba, I've got a problem with that. And, and like DeSantis told Biden a week or two ago, well, you know what? You want you want to mandate my kids to wear masks at school? You're going to have to go through me first. Okay. So you want to implement communism in the United States of America? You're going to have to go through me first. That's what I'm telling the BLM. You're going to have to go through me first. You you just are. Or anybody else that wants communism. What I do do is I invite you to go to a place uh, on the country and in the world where communism is practiced and and, and go live there. Okay? Go live there. Because as far as I'm concerned, no. Not happening in the United States. Not going to happen. Okay? Not going to happen. Period. It's not going to happen. Just because it's not going to happen. I don't agree with it. Okay. Now, if it happens, it happens. But again, I will voice my opinion in opposition to it. Just as anybody who's pro-communism is free to openly speak their opinion. Because that's 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 the constitution, isn't it? Freedom of speech. So anybody anybody is free to voice their opinion. Pro-communism, anti-communism. But you start you start taking down statues. I've got a problem with that. You start erasing the history. I've got a problem with that. Okay, and so I voice my opinion in opposition to it. And that's all. I'm not, I'm not calling on anything else. I'm calling. For, uh, I, I will call for a return of the statue to be re-erected. And if you want a statue of someone else erected that better symbolizes your history and uh, you know what what your culture, then erect a new statue. But the existing statue is there for a reason. Respect and honor that. Learn that history. You don't have to drive by or walk by that statue. You can go another street or go another area. Let the statue be. Let let it be in peace. Okay? You want a new statue? Raise the funds. Put up a new statue somewhere else. Okay? Okay? Find another place. Put up a new statue. Put up another statue. I invite you to do that. But don't don't go tearing down statues and trying to erase history. I I have a problem with that. Um, so anyway, so uh, David Fisher, one more time, folks. See if he answers. And uh, if he doesn't, we'll call it a uh, call him another time. Uh. So let's uh, ringing in David Fisher. See if we can get uh, get a few minutes with him. David Fisher New York Times best-selling author. The executive order. Let's see if David answers here. yeah, usually I don't do. It. Usually I just do one one call uh, but uh, This is David Fisher. Okay, so yeah clearly he's rescheduled. We'll see if we reach out. Yeah you know, I might invite him back on to the program next week next week, Heidi St. John, Washington Third District. We're joining the program at 515 and then at 6.15. We'll do a doubleheader next week. Tina 40. Okay, she's she's running done seat uh, a, a what A O C Alejandro Alejandra Alejandra Cortez. I do speak a little Spanish. Um, so anyway, so Heidi St. John followed up with Tina 40. We're doing that next week. We'll be following that up with the next week with JP Lindstroth and Tom. Arenta, uh, and then uh, bringing in September with uh, uh, Tom Hartman, and then uh, Ray McGinnis. Ray McGinnis, yeah. Let's get a little. Let's get a little more about that. And I'm going to read a little bit for you out of uh, Google Leaks, but uh, Ray McGinnis. Just so you know, what's coming uh, coming your way with uh, with Ray? Um, Unanswered questions shows the official story to be incomplete e fallacious that's the title of the book unanswered questions what the september 11th families asked and the 9-11 commission ignored corruption in the united states i mean it's been here for a long time folks on many different levels but if there's one avenue of corruption that should most alarm you it should be uh the money follow the money columbia school of journalism review provides advanced critical praise all right. Um, so this will be uh, this will be coming up uh, September fifteenth on uh, discussions of truth. And you know what? No more lies. Uh, no more lies is uh, the title of the book that uh, that I am uh, very patiently waiting on um, some, some some final touches. To happen, the contract has been in place now for over two years with Trinday, Day Publishing. They've published uh, Sean Stone, Paul Hellyer, uh, Daniel Estulin. Daniel Estulin, by the way, a uh, past guest of mine, so is Paul, um, incredible work. Here's, here's a Russian born researcher, investigative journalist, if you will, um, that was living in Spain, at least when he uh, last time he joined my show, was living in Spain, and, uh, and, 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 and his books were banned or banned. In the UK, completely banned. What's he write about? The Bilderberg Group. Big international banking money. So, who, <laughs> who is afraid of what? Why is it banned in, in England? And no major publisher in New York or in America, in the United States, would pick him up. Except for Trine Day. Now, Trine Day happens to also be the publisher of the late Anthony Sutton. I can read some of those titles to you as well, but you know what? Before before I get into Google Leaks, because because we have some time some time on our hands, so I want to give you a little little taste of what Kent uh, Kent has written here with with Zach, in regards to uh, wetting your appetite. Uh, it's a, it's a really it's a nice read, um, and um, but but before before we do that, before we do that, folks, uh, I want to uh, real briefly. Real briefly, briefly here. I want to uh, just just for a little bit of fun here. Uh, let's go into CNN right now. All right, so I'm opening up the CNN app on my phone here, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look at uh, we're gonna look at some headlines here and how they compare to the Fox News. Okay, U.S. says it can't ensure safe passage to Kabul airport for Americans trying to flee Afghanistan. Well, of course, they can't. The Taliban has taken over the country. I mean, I don't, I don't know what had happened. You know, Biden had said, "Okay, folks, just drop everything, get on a plane, get back over here." Sounds like that's what he did to the military. I mean, eh, come on, this guy Lloyd Austin. I, I mean, I, this is what I'm saying. This, this, this administration is so weak. It's so weak. I mean, they're like the spoiled child that gets, you know, ten grand deposited in their bank account each month just so they, you know, spending money. You know, you do whatever you want. You know, buy, buy whatever you know. So you don't have to work for that money. You don't have any idea what the value of that money is. It's like the spoiled kid, right? That just gets that money just right into the right in the account, and you know, lives such a free, free, living free, free lifestyle. Yeah, that's what this administration's like. I mean, Kamala Harris before she goes to the border with Texas, she flies down to Guatemala, and she's complaining about not yet flying into Europe. I mean, look, first off, your election. Yeah, it seems like it seems like it seems like you've got at least 75 million people that voted for Trump that are saying you were you were illegitimately elected into the office that you currently hold. And and you're complaining about not flying to Europe? You're going down to Afghanistan where people are even opposing What, what are you going to Afghanistan? Or excuse me, not Afghanistan, Guatemala. What are you going to Guatemala for? You know, I you, you, what your dad's your dad's a Stanford educator a Stanford whatever a, a Stanford professor I don't know what he was a uh, uh, a black man I'm sure he's very wise very smart and your mother's India right you know, you, but you don't you know I mean you live in California you can at least learn to speak do you speak any Spanish Kamala do you speak any Spanish? Sí, yo hablo un poquito, pero yo viví en México por como dos años, right? So, so I do speak a little bit. Okay, and you know what you know what I was I was I was quasi engaged to to a, to a woman of Indian descent. Her parents were Indian, all right? Uh, and some of my best friends. So, so you want to call me a racist? Okay, well let me let me let me. No, no, no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. I'm just gonna say, hey, look, you know, Kamala Harris has complained about not going to Europe, and she goes again a wild and it takes her months. It takes her months to go to the Texas border. It takes her months to go to the Texas border, and now and I'm just I'm just saying this. This administration just, you know, it's like it's like you know what, you know, if you didn't have such a powerful military. If you didn't have such a powerful military to protect you and keep you safe at night, well, 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 I, you know, would you pick up a rifle and hunt a deer to feed yourself? Would you do that? Would you do that? I mean, what, what would you, what would you do? You know, you don't believe in guns, we, we, but, but you know, would you do that? Would you kill? Would you, would you kill a raccoon? Would you eat a raccoon? Yeah, I don't, I don't know these, these people. are just making such, they make, they make the decisions as if America can never fall. Right, they make these decisions as if America is this shining beacon of hope and uh, on the hill in the world, and nothing can ever touch it. You know, I, I, it's just a, it's just really appalling. It really appalls me. No, you know, America. Uh, let me let me let me just let me just say this. America is a force. America is a force to be reckoned with because people out of England were strong enough and bold enough to board a ship to sail to a new land in defiance, to defy their government. And a ridiculous Roman church that had corrupted, and still does to this day, their government. That takes a very strong, a very strong will individual, okay, that will hunt a deer if needed. Okay. That is how this country began. Boom. Period. Period. Point blank. There's no, there's no, there's no continuation. That's how the country began. Now, I mean, as far as, as far as black people and the blacks, the blacks that want rep- uh, you know, they want uh, uh, they want their reparations. They want reparations for, uh, for, the, for these white people that did their families such harm. Well, you know, the Egyptians had slaves, folks. The Chinese have slaves today called sex slaves. You know, white people, all cultures have slaves. I have never had a slave. In my family, to the best of my knowledge and research, and I trace it 600 years back, uh, well, uh, five uh, we've never had slaves, okay. So I don't come from slave owners, all right. Uh, so, so, so you, you're now listening to a white man, okay, that is not a descendant of any slave owner, all right. So don't, 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 don't for a second think that I think there's any justification in you asking for reparations because I work my tail off for what I have in life. And since I began this program, I have worked night and day because, because in 2016, I saw out of invitation, but I soon saw the need for this to happen, for Americans to get accurate information. Okay, so uh, moving on. Moving on, let's let's see if we can take another shot here at this administration. All right, so Biden. uh, uh oh, we're gonna get back into this here. Get back into this. Era. Okay, so uh, CNN. Biden on chaotic Afghanistan uh, Afghanistan withdrawal. I don't think it was a failure. He says, I don't think it was a failure. Okay, you know I don't know enough about the situation to uh, to to. To, to, to give any type of assessment on that. I just know that he shouldn't be hoping. He, <laughs> he, he, should, he should not be hoping. He should not be hoping that the Taliban will give Americans safe passage, or even Afghanis that are opposed to them. Because the Taliban, I'm sure, wants to decimate all Americans and any Afghans that oppose them. So hoping, hoping, Joe, hoping, that's something that you and your Pope can do. But that's not something that the American people want you to do. They don't want you to hope, Joe. They don't want you to hope. Wow. Okay. Um, U.S. says it can't ensure... Safe passage. we already went through that. Um, COVID booster. I mean, the uh, COVID thing. This is all another thing. Um, COVID booster shots to be offered to Americans beginning September twentieth. Booster shots. Now, if you're one of those people out there who has gotten a inoculation, okay, because they clearly are not vaccinations. The vaccinations, by definition, right, very clearly state that. That they're an antibody, right? That they that they prevent. Oh, but we have these variations: the Delta virus, the United virus. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, there's nothing United. It's called Delta. I was uh, having a little joke here with the, like Delta Airlines. All right. Um, so the variant, the Delta variant. These are these are injections. Of, of a bunch of garbage, from what I'm hearing, and that people openly, openly receive, oh, please, yes, protect me from this virus that has a 99% survival rate that, that, is, that is symptomatically just like having the flu. But yes, please inject me. Put this into my body. you, you help save me from this. <laughs> I mean, I, it's appalling to me. It is appalling to me. How people openly and willingly want this crap into their body because they they the, the fear, the fear that the media puts into them, it's disgusting, it's disgusting, and it's it, getting back to this current administration. It is weak, it is soft, and it is weak. And the guard has been let down, America. Okay, the guard has been let down. This isn't Colin Powell. This is where I was going. For it. This isn't Colin Powell. Right there, there, there's a, there's a man to me, that, just, he, th- that is a man, that is a soldier, okay, a black, white, I don't care what you are, samurai soldier, I don't care what color you are, you're either a damn good, excuse me, you're a darn good soldier or you're not, all right, you either defend or you don't, and you either defend this country and its constitution or you don't, and you are against it, that's how I see things, all right. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't care what language you speak. I don't, well, I, I don't care um, what color you are. I don't care what ethnicity you identify with. It makes no difference to me. All right? You defend the country or you don't. Period. You defend its constitution or you don't. You stand for the flag or you don't. You kneel for the flag or you don't. Okay? And there, of course, I urge you not to kneel for the flag. Have some respect. For the country and for the people that built the country from which you, okay, I'm talking about these athletes again that are making millions of gross amounts of money. They make like $60,000 per bat in a baseball, you know, about a baseball diamond. I mean, it's insanity, you know, and then they don't want to kneel for the flag. You're not going to make that kind of money you move to England. You're not going to make that kind of money you move to Canada, right? Not playing baseball, you yeah, know, maybe, maybe soccer or what they call it, football. Yeah, maybe a different sport, but still. I mean, yeah. You know, where, where, do, where does society put uh, priority? It, you know, in entertainment. Well, let's yeah, let's get entertained, and then then we watch these people kneel. We watch these people defy the anthem. Walk, you know, walk off the court. Oh, storm off the court. WNBA, storm off the court. Walk away. You know, how dare they play the American anthem? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, let's just look at the facts here. Be serious. You know, you, okay. So your ancestry is African, all right? Where from Kenya or Nigeria? I don't know. I mean, where was Obama's father from? I, I don't know. But you know, Obama's not even black, as far as I'm concerned. He's not. I'm speaking my mind here. He's not even black. He's partially black. He's, he's you know. And I've met other black people that have an issue with him being black because they don't see him as black. He's mixed. He's mixed race, right? And so he is okay so he's a human. he's a human being but here you're identifying with someone that's but you can't make now here's my point and my point is not what the guy's skin color is I, I don't I don't care right my point is this you, you, my point is is that you're like biting the hand that feeds you okay so the country that has been great that's built this wonderful place for you to live in and you're saying no I'm not gonna honor it I'm gonna kneel I won't I won't salute the flag I'm gonna kneel for the anthem and you know, wait, let me just pose this common sense question. This is common sense here? You know, you, you're okay. So your ancestors were slaves from. Uh, uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know the slave trade. But I don't know. Let's uh, just say Kenya, okay? Uh, and um, can you go? Can you go to Kenya and make that kind of money in Kenya? No, you, you can't. So therefore, there's a system that you have either been born into, or you've moved into, or somehow you're in it, and you're receiving these wonderful. Uh, these wonderful privileges, you know, and you're saying, oh, these are white privileges. These aren't, uh, <laughs> it's just absurdity to me. It's just total absurdity to me, to me. You know, you can't, you can't make that kind of money you go down to Mexico. You're not make that kind of money. All right. Uh, so have some common sense. Have some common sense. Uh, Brendan Witt, a former NHL player, I asked him this question a few weeks ago. I was it was down in Anaheim, and I said, uh, I says Brandon, I said, he's a hockey player, all right? He's a hockey player. So I said, if if, if 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 Colin Kaepernick, if Colin Kaepernick was on your team and he kneeled for your anthem, what would you do? And this is what he said to me. He says, in practice, I would break his nose. He'd break his nose in practice. He'd break his nose. Now I'm not, I'm not suggesting violence. I'm not suggesting violence, but this is coming from a hockey player. And this is how hockey players play their sport, very physically aggressive. He says he'd break his nose. He says he'd break his nose. You know? And I think the problem in America is a lot of people don't like to speak their voice. They don't like to speak their mind. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything about ethnicities or cultures or countries or ancestry. I'm saying, hey, you got a country here. Respect it. Respect it. Honor it. Learn from it. Can it be made great, better? Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course it can. All right, Martin Luther King, uh, even Malcolm X. Man, I was, you listen to some of the stuff Malcolm X says. That guy was on point, very brilliant, very smart, very wise. All right, Rosa Parks. Okay, you you, you want to make a change, make a change. But some of these things are just a little too far. You want to you want you want communism? Now you want a communism in the United States? And you want you want a communist regime in this country? No, 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 no. Now you're going going too far. You're going too far. Yeah. sail your boat, uh, uh, sail your boat across uh, across the the, the 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 ocean there, over to Cuba. You, you land there and live very happily with a communi- with communism. Okay, you don't need it here in the United States. No, that's a that's a, that's a no. Okay, so let's get into just briefly. Let's get into. Um, yeah, you, yeah. You let me open up here today. Uh, you let me really pour it out, and I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Uh, we we're at a crossroads in this country. We get, so much garbage going on. This is, like I said, like I I opened this show, this is the new world order. This is, this is the new world. You now have, Afghanistan just collapsed. Trillions of dollars, certainly billions of dollars. Billions and billions and billions of dollars over 20 years spent in Afghanistan. Why? For opium. For opium. For the pharmaceuticals. There's no other reason. There's no other reason. Look at uh, look at, um, Look at Al McCoy. Look at the work that Al McCoy has done. PhD from Yale. I think he's, he was last time I knew he was teaching at uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, look at Al McCoy. Look at the research Al McCoy has done. This is these are elements of the British West. Uh, excuse me, British East Indies companies. Okay, that's what, this is all this is. Big money, folks. Big, 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 big money. Okay, in the opium trade, pharmaceuticals. All well, goes back to Pfizer. So let's go. They read a couple of slots here in uh, Google leaks. We go Google Google leaks, and um, let's just uh, <laughs> let's just read what we got here. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's really laughable how soft this administration is. Really, 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 really laughable. And and it, and it uh, you know he goes look David Knight's been on my show. I, uh, David Knight's been on this show. Cynthia McKinney. Oh yeah, yeah. She happens to be a black person. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on. So uh, yeah, no. Nobody has called me a racist. Last, the, the only per- the, the, I'm gonna tell you this. The only person who's ever called me a racist. I, I, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm making a joke because 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 yes, I was supporting. I, I supported Donald Trump, and yes, I do believe that the that the election uh, the election was uh, manipulated. Um, uh, but uh, but the only the only person who's ever who's ever called me a racist. We're uh, we're actually Cubans, the Cubans in Miami. It happened on two different occasions, about about uh, six weeks apart. Very interesting, right? And I and like I said, I was I was basically engaged to an Indian woman. I was married to a Mexican woman, all right? Um, and yet these Cubans call me a racist, right? Why? Uh, because I was in the wrong neighborhood, and it's just well, I, I get into this. I, I think I've gone I've gone on a little too far with this, but. Um, but yes, David. David. Uh, David Knight uh, is a uh, is a past guest, uh, a past guest of mine. Um, so, yeah. In, in, in Google Leaks, I'm, I'm getting a chapter, um, chapter thirteen, because this is this is where. All right. So this is, this is we've got. We basically we've got Zach uh, through an in, through an invitation through me. Uh, I was able. to, we, we were able to get Zach and I. I got Zach into this. Um, I got Zach into uh, into um, a fundraiser for fundraiser for Donald Trump uh, at Doral, uh, Trump National Doral uh, in Miami, and a very expensive ticket. Uh, it's page one sixty one. So uh, here, we are. this is the Google whistleblower here, Zach Voorhees. This is me speaking. The Google whistleblower is here, shouting, pointing over at me, and this is what I was doing when uh, when Donald was on stage and speaking to to his, uh, to his people. Uh, Trump is almost off his stage, but the VIPs were moving a little more slowly. I'm reading in 161. I Just want to give you a little taste here of Google Google Um When Ian, that's me, spotted Tiffany Trump, Trump's, da- Trump's daughter, with his second wife, former Miss America, Marla Maples, standing with Kimberly Gerfoyle and beginning to exit. And, yeah, by the way, this has always been interesting to me. I haven't, you know, I, I did meet Kim- Kimberly, uh, but she she totally flipped politically, didn't she? She was married to Gavin Newsom, and I happened to have lived in San Francisco. I lived there for eight years, and she was the uh, she was married to Gavin when Gavin was the mayor, and I'd met Gavin a couple times. Uh, and then she flips uh, and is now engaged to uh, Donald Jr. Total, total, total opposite ends of the political spectrum. And I thought she was well. Maybe that's why her relationship with Gavin broke off. I don't know. Uh, Ian started running toward the front, shouting, "Tiffany, Tiffany!" Tiffany turned, seemed to consider whether to talk to Ian, but Kimberly Garfoy mentioned, motioned, motioned for her to keep going, which she did. Tiffany was quietly out of the room, secret service, secret service close behind her. It seemed we'd lost our chance. The eight players had left the room, but a lot of VIPs were still sitting in their seats. This was one. There was one guy sitting next to Richard Grinnell, who didn't look clean-shaven, and he wasn't wearing a suit. Okay, this is Justin, and we met Justin, and he says, "Hey, Zach, yeah, you're the Google whistleblower. What can I do for you?" And that's when Zach says, "Hey, I want to get this to the president." Message. So the best thing Justin can do is walk us to Tiffany. So we actually walked us over down to the other side of the building, the uh, conference room, and that's where we, that's where we engaged and met Tiffany. Um, but this is uh, this is the real this is the real kind of uh, uh, this is the real kind of crux here of, of this chapter, um, and it, uh, it it gets it gets into uh, uh, Zach and I ended up uh, hanging out in Doral for the rest of the day. Uh, the president, uh, the then sitting president, went to uh, the NBC town hall, um, and uh, where he was he was he was definitely mistreated, in my opinion. Uh, he returned to his golf course that night, and out of the blue, folks, out of the blue, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States of America he came walking into uh, into this restaurant bar area. Um, so. Here we go. We'll pick up here, and uh, this is page 164. After a few hours, we went down to the famed bar at the Trump Doral, which overlooks the golf course. We'd been there for about an hour when Secret Service started coming in. Checking out the room, and somebody announced, ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States of America. Trump walked in, Tiffany next to him. He scanned the room, acknowledging the applause uh, of the group in the bar. Then Trump pointed directly at me. You, 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 sir, you're an American hero, he said to Zach. What you did, you did a really great job for this country. Thank you so much, the Google whistleblower, right here. Great job. Yin started going crazy, yelling and clapping with his hands above his heads, above his head. Um, Trump turned his attention over to Yin, and he says, "Who's this guy? He looks like a prize fighter." Of course, uh, of course, I have since now purchased the domain name, name "America's Prize Fighter." Um, and, and I haven't, I went to shake the president's hand. He doesn't like shaking people's hands. He didn't shake my hand. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, I haven't, I haven't spoken to him, but I would say from, from everything I can tell, because I, 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 have spoken to Tiffany, um, briefly, whereas I haven't spoken to her father. Um, this is, this is a family that, that is not weak. And I don't, you know, frankly, what other people say. They're not. They don't. They're not over. Donald, not they, but he. uh, Donald is not overbearingly strong. He's he's actually, actually quite uh, balanced, in my view. He's just just a man that believes in the morals and principles and foundation of the United States of America. as, as, as should we all, shouldn't we, shouldn't we? But, but, uh, being opposed to things is, is all, is, is also very good. So anyway, so, uh, discussion of truth, uh, David Fisher, will try to pick up with him at another time see if we schedule him next week. Uh, Heidi St. John and Tiffany 40, uh, pass the message along, pass the podcast along, uh, pass the, uh, the show along. I appreciate your support and enthusiasm and, um, we are at a turning point in America, folks. We, we, we simply are. We simply, simply, simply are. You either love the country or you don't. Um, and it's okay if you don't. But, uh, you know, I mean, um, there's a reason why the country is successful. And I urge, I urge you to look at those principles. And the, the country is not successful because of slavery. Okay, it just it it just isn't. That's an aspect of the history of it, and certainly, unfortunately, these people that I, I mean, I can't I can't frankly I can't fathom that. I don't know what it's like to even think of that, um, think of experiencing that. Okay, and and, and, and thank goodness it's not practiced. Um, and unfortunately, it was at, at one point in time, but but again, it's not something that I resonate with. It's not not something I have any connection to or history with. Um. But um, the, certainly there was an economic impact for the slavery, cheap labor. That's just, that's just the way it is. But that wasn't the foundation of the country. The foundation of the country, again, is summed up very clean and tidy. If you look at why this country exists, it exists for religious freedom. The pilgrims on the Mayflower came to this land to set up a new civilization based on freedom from religion, and that was the Church of England, which was essentially and still is controlled by Rome. That's why the country is here. That's why we experience these wonderful freedoms that we that, that that are being encroached on, that are being infringed on, that we must, we must, we must stand up for. And if you don't like them, then don't stand. But there are plenty of us that will be standing in your way should you try to change it. I'm going to say that. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. So you yeah, you, you must you must hold strong to these principles, freedom of press, freedom of religion, freedom of speech. Those are the most those are the those are the three most important freedoms in my view. And without that, you don't have a just civilization. You have what, what we have now in 2021, which is massive corruption, and that ridiculous, those ridiculous products, surfacing. Whereas you have in, in, uh, 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 election integrity, a major issue. Um, now you have now you have men like Biden making these ridiculous moves in Afghanistan. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know what, Lloyd Austin. Uh, the virus has a 99% survival rate and the guy's wearing a mask and one of these clear plastic face shields. I mean, ridiculous. Dude, you're supposed to be a strong American soldier and you're wearing a mask with a face shield? You you could not personify weakness any better. You look like a weak something. You look weak. 99% 99% survival rate. Dude, I mean, if it was, if people were dropping like flies, if this was like the Black Plague, I could understand. I mean, I, can, I can understand why, you you know, you're wearing a suit and you're wearing a helmet or whatever you be doing. You know, you, you, you wouldn't, if, if it was a real threat, you wouldn't be doing your fist bumps and elbow bumps. Okay, you wouldn't be making any contact with any, 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 any other person's skin if it was a real threat. Okay, this is a psychological operation. A psyop. And if you seriously think, I'm not saying I'm not saying there's gonna be variants that are gonna start really killing lots of people. And I'm not saying COVID nineteen didn't kill lots of people. The flu kills lots of people. But dude, the Secretary of Defense with this mask and face shield? No. No, come on I mean come on that's just that's just going too far that's that's just being a sheep that's being a sheep and that's that's where America has lost its direction there are too many sheep in this country there's too many sheep too many people are just marching along to, to a tune and watching them marching them right into a fire and that's why this that's why the country is being dismantled because not enough not enough Americans are waking up not enough, American, not enough Americans are standing up and saying, no, nope, you're know, you, you you're going too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough is enough. And that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. Or um, we continue this downward spiral because that's that's where we're going. That's what we are on right now is a downward spiral. This is Discuss the Truth. Ian Trottier right for Discuss the Truth. It's uh, 6-11 in my time. Uh, folks, until next week, with Heidi St. John and uh, Tina Forty, I appreciate you listening. Pass it on. Pass it forward. And, uh, oh, you know what? AmpFest coming up in Miami in October. And then uh, 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 Truth About Cancer in Nashville later part of that month. So, um, uh, look and see what they're, uh, look, look and see what those groups are doing. and uh, And until next week, pass this message on. Be awesome.